Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Mean Green Nation podcast. Welcome to it. It's a sunny day, at least for me. Uh, it feels good outside. Um, my kids look real cute. I peeked in on them. Yeah, they looked real cozy in there. Um, it's it's <laughs> it's not fun. I woke up like uh, we lost yesterday, but I can tell you, I'm not as sad about it as everybody else. Let me do this. And that's it. That's all the intro I'm going to get you because we got a lot to talk about today. I'm here with Mr. Aldo Vidi. How are you doing on this fine Sunday morning? I'm doing okay. I'm having a hard time seeing through the tears. I don't know why I'm crying so much. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I'm okay. Must be allergies or something. Gaping it is, right? hole in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. So if you don't know, North Texas lost to rival UTSA. Um, and I mean, the stuff you don't care about. It's, they're five and five in conference USA play. Um, it was a battle for first place in the conference, both three and O teams. Now North Texas three and one. They are four and O. Uh, they were ten point favorites. It was in San Antonio. We did a good job. It's just there's, you know, it's about winning and losing. That's how you hit the approach. Right? It's, it's all that comes out of it. And it was a moral victory for me. It's another way to look at it. And you know, I think there's a lot of good from this. That's what I want to take. That's what I want to get into, but I want to acknowledge that you may have different opinions. You can feel your feelings. You can react to it however you want. It's entertainment. You can look at it and be like, you know, I just didn't like the colors in that room for me. Like I didn't like that orange they're wearing on UTSA. I didn't like the white that we were wearing. I said I quit. I'm not gonna be a football fan anymore. That's fine. I mean, you can choose to do it with your time and your money, whatever you will. Um, but I'll say, look, here, here's some things to consider, right? You put it on to perspective. That's what Mingry Nation uh, dot com and the podcast is it's about. It's trying to be, I guess, a more reasonable man, right? And also just acknowledging the silliness of it. Like we are rooting for kids to go, you know, play football. It it's it's not important, but it is. It's big business. <laughs> you know, uh, I think when you get your season ticket bill, you're like, yo, this is uh this is serious stuff. <laughs> They're taking my real money. We're not rooting for them to play football. We're rooting for them to win <laughs> football games. Uh yeah yeah so um here's the deal right uh, like UTSA won uh the final drive was uh there was some controversy did North Texas stop them short should they have celebrated uh, the camera was tight I didn't get to be at the game so the camera was tight I only saw like the guys jumping on Phil Bennett and uh, apparently some there was more people um I didn't I don't think they rushed the field. But some guys went on the field. They thought they won the game. Um, then they had to they had to move off the field and play the next couple downs. Uh, Frank Harris throws a ball to uh, uh, Cardenas, one-handed catch. That was Amazing. a great catch. That was a great catch. And I mean, we didn't talk about him a whole time, a lot. He he catches a lot. He's a good tight end. He's made some catches like that for them. I think uh, against. Houston earlier this season. I remember because we, we were at the North Texas tailgate, the alumni tailgate, and it, the game was on. They had it on there. I looked up there, and I think that was a catch he made to set up overtime or something. Uh, anyway, he, he made a ridiculous catch. He can do that kind of stuff. That was something we were concerned about. And then they line up quick, they go fast, and they float it over there, and they make a catch um, uh, over Ridge Tejada, our, our freshman corner. He's a freshman, right? He's like a sophomore. I forget what he is. Uh, that's about basically what I said about the podcast, right? So I, you know, you hold that up, Adam. 
you said this. You said you'd be fine with it. It'd be cool. Like, if you make them use the full breadth of their powers. That was a quote, Adam. So now you're going to tell me you're going to be mad? No, I can't. I cannot. I, um, you know, I did say that. I was not happy <laughs> they caught that pass. But also, I'm trying to keep perspective here and say, yeah, yeah, dude. I mean. I, I would have gone and deleted that podcast and said, <laughs> no, I hate this. Or re-record it. <laughs> if that happens, I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to drive down the streets of whatever town I'm in. I'm just going to be destroyed. I'm going to riot. One man riot. I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> um, all right. So yeah, so that's the deal. Right? And I know nobody, it's a, sort of a cliche. You know, if you asked me two years ago if we'd be in this position, I would have been. Yeah. I mean, the nature of being a human is also one. It's where you just want more, right? Somebody, you know, like, I think it's a good home. I dug a hole for myself. Somebody, you know, this, this hole could maybe be better. Maybe we, be, and then they build a better cave, and then the guys like, you know, this cave could use a door, and then they build a better door. And like, you know, let's probably use some carpet and whatever. And then we go from that to like, I don't know, a mansion somewhere. You know what I mean? Like humans are just always wanting more. And then you're in the mansion, you know, you know, this would be great if I get some TVs in here, maybe get some Wi-Fi, get some surround sound everywhere. You know, if I had automation following me, it just you just always want more. So. Well, and it's also part of past experiences, you know. Uh, we've, we and I have probably watched thousands of college football games together, and mm-hmm. when there's a, a minute and 28 seconds left, and you've got a lead, and the, and the other team has to march 75 yards, more often than not, the, and they have no timeouts, more often than not, you're you're just sitting like, oh, okay, I think we got this. This is great. This is a good feeling. <laughs> and And then everything is crushed. Yeah, yeah, I mean... I was concerned because I knew that they could have, you know, they had talent. Like, I, I literally saw from the field level them do the same thing to UAB. Like, uh, when I covered that game for CUSAReport.com, I was down on the field, and I was watching them, and UAB had them beat. UAB had them. They actually turned them over on downs, and then UAB runs it, runs it, runs it, and they punt again. And so, like, Frank Harris, like, had a minute from, like, the 10 or something like that. And he was dealing like three other guys made ridiculous catches and then they end up scoring they're gonna tip pass in the end zone same it was very similar so they could do that kind of stuff that was what concerned me and i think if there's criticism of our staff like they probably should have seen that they're like he can make these kinds of plays um but the question becomes what do you do about it like yeah yeah there's only so much you can do you have you know on that last drive i don't know if you want to go into that last drive yeah, uh, good. Um, but you know, on that QB draw, that was well-designed play. Uh, North Texas had a spy on on Frank Harris, and then that spy gets swamped by three linemen, <laughs> yeah. and then there's nobody else to cover, and so he's able to you know run for whatever that was, 25, 30 yards. Uh, yeah. So, so that, uh, just we'll pick up on that, right? And we'll talk about this in a second. North Texas did a great job. The game plan, I, I mentioned this in the in the written form, was that Western Kentucky did it did a. Uh, a spy. They, they spied him, right? They mixed up spies and they mixed up three-man uh, rushes and dropping eight in coverage. They were good in some cases and dropping eight, but sometimes they messed up their zones and then he found those guys. Um, UTSA has, has seen that that kind of look before, right? So the first step is always, you know what? Let's see if they can do it again, right? Maybe he did it against West Kentucky. Maybe he can't do it against us. We got to him. We sacked him. We made him throw bad passes. We blitzed him a couple times. We mixed up coverage. I thought that game plan was great. So in this situation, again, you're like, okay, what do we do? UTSA says, you know what? 
the offensive coordinator is like, let's do a QB draw here. They're not going to expect it. Also, we'll counteract their spy, right? They got us 15 yards. That was just a great play, you know, great counter. You know, g- good game plan, good coaching, good execution by them. We came back and we won the next two plays. I think it was. It was like an incomplete pass, chased him around, or we, we caught him short. The tackling was amazing because we were t- calling out the tackling against SMU uh, in the coverage, the man coverage against SMU because uh, it was terrible. It was bad. We were allowing scores. Tackling was much better. Sean Thomas Faulkner, uh, so he has a lot of names, and uh, he did a lot of good tackling up and near the line of scrimmage. I just want to call that out right now because uh, I think it's important to call it out. All the things they called out, and we said this is bad, uh, when it is good, I don't want to be a quiet as a mouse. I want to call it out with the same, the same level of enthusiasm. Uh, yeah, good. I, yeah. I agree. And and ta- trying to tackle somebody like Frank Harris, as you saw multiple times, he's able to escape a lot of those sure tackles. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, when I thought he was going to escape, he, he didn't. He got he got wrapped up or pulled down, or or help came up to to stop him. So definitely improved how we defended. Uh, the mobile quarterback, and so I was I was pretty excited to watch that. Pretty um, satisfied with with how we did defending against Frank Harris. But again, yeah. as you said, there's only so much we can do. Yeah. So, uh, and then that's why, like you know, in a game, what happens is that you're going in with the players you have, right? You can't you can't talk about players that you could have had or that you try to recruit or that maybe you one day will recruit or that you'll get this offseason. In the game, you have who you have. And you can only game plan and try to win that game right then and there, right? You know, I, I don't like playing the game. You know, it's like, whatever. Like, oh, man, if I had my phone, this would be easier. It doesn't matter. You have your phone right now. You got to find a way through it. Figure out a way. Focus on the task at hand. And I think, um, you know, it's important to, to think about that way. If we want to do a better job tackling talented players, and we're like, you know what, we need better players. Okay, the time to recruit them is, well, it's right now, right? It's when you're going on a recruiting trail, finding guys that can tackle better and getting them into Denton and getting them in your system, coaching them up so they can be on the field and they can tackle better. That's the, Now is the time to do that. But, you know, on game day, you can only play with the guys you have. So I think what's what I appreciate is, is that aspect of the game. It's like the same thing with the players, right? Like you can't get some other coach. Everybody has to work together and follow through with it and execute the game plan. Um, you have the talent that you have. You have the coaches that you have. You have the game plan that you have. Everybody needs to execute it to the best of their abilities. And I thought North Texas did that. I don't see, I mean, Katie Davis, our best tackler, best to tackle in the backfield. That was not good. Uh, but I saw him flying around. I saw him giving up. He got beat by Cardenas on that play. But he was in good trail position. He was where he needed to be. He was his eyes were in the right place. Um, yeah, there's nothing better that he could have done. And Cardenas was was double covered. If if that would have been like a slot receiver, a five ten guy, that ball would have been intercepted. Yeah. Um, but it was just it was in the right spot for a guy his size, and then he can make those kinds of catches. So it was you know combination of of luck and yeah. and good um, football. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was just a great catch. Once he made that catch, I was like, like we had the advantage. We had the advantage. Once he makes that catch, I'm like, oh, they have the advantage now. Like, it flipped. That's the game, though. You need one guy to make a play. So, all right. Um, I, that final drive, there, there's another aspect of it, and I talked about this, like the details, right? 
uh, you know, because my wife was asking, it's like, it just seems like it all moves so fast. I, it's kind of hard to keep up with what's happening. What She hasn't watched a thousand football games because she's a better person than that. Um, <laughs> and so, like, I can tell you, it's like, there's a lot of ways to defend that. Teams work on that. How do you defend? How do you attack? Last minute, no timeouts, these situations, right? There are a lot of ways to do it. And what you have to figure out is what is the way that we can do it that will give us the most success but also is the most, like, teachable and coachable, right? Again, there are 11 guys on the field. If you're trying to run a complicated defense that 10 guys get and the 11th guy doesn't, well, then you're going to get beat because the offense is going to say, that guy doesn't know where he's, where he's supposed to be. Throw it that way, touchdown, other team, right? So um, whatever. And then you're like, well, maybe maybe call timeout there. I don't know. I don't even care that they celebrated at that moment. One, I've been on the field of the Alamo Dome. It is very loud, um, even when there's not a lot of people there because it's big and echoey. It's a giant dome. Um, like, I went to a Guns N' Roses concert there, and that was almost too loud because it was so echoey in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, it's very loud in the field, you know, and if you're like, we stopped them. It looks like you stopped them, and they're celebrating. We stopped them, whatever. I thought North Texas defended the next play well. It, they didn't get beat. Like you said, they were not standing around. They weren't mentally beat. Ridge Tejada was where he's supposed to be. He got pushed by a 6'3 receiver and out jumped. Whatever, man. What are you going to do? Um, and I said, Katie Davis got beat. Great catch. You know, great football play to him. And you move on. There's nothing else you can do. Uh, you gave it everything you gave. And you and you got beat on that last drive. That's it. But they, yeah. you made a team that was a 10-point favorite. Conference champion. At home. Have to dig deep, and they were all they were hyped. We beat them! I can't believe we did that. It was the Jeff Trailer went up to the student section, and he was fist pumping. I mean, to the band section, and he was like, "Yo, we did it!" Well, you know, chest, bumping his chest. You made him work for it. That's what you did. That's I, I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah. We we held, and, and all of my comments have been so far have been about the defense, uh, and we held Frank Harris to his lowest output in. in can only see back five games in the last five games. Yeah. Even against a, uh, Western Kentucky, we did we did a better job defending against Frank Harris than they did. Yeah. So two things, right? Let's go. One, they shut it out. They quote unquote shut down the run game. But I thought our run game it wasn't as productive. Obviously, four seventy five. Uh, it's not Western. It's not Louisiana Tech, who was very bad. UTSA said we are not going to get beat on this run game. We're going to overcommit to it. And so that, that meant, okay, we have to be able to pass. And we didn't do that as well. And we'll get into that in like a minute. Um, and on the other hand, we said we're not going to get beat with this pass game. On the other hand, that meant that we were going to get allow some runs. And we, we they did. They ran well. But they didn't run so well that they dominated us. You know what I mean? like Yeah, and, and that's what we talked about last week, right? The, yeah. Those keys to the game. Where we said uh, UTSA, in order to beat UNT, they're going to have to shut down the run. But if they shut down the run, we have enough of a passing game to stay in it. While UTSA, if we shut down the pass game, we'll have a chance in this game. And that's exactly how it played out in, in this game. Yeah. It's, it's so, um, okay, th- there's the three categories, right? Do I have it written? I don't have it written down here. Um, one. This this is such an important game. This one game right now, uh, it hurts so hard, and I I just it's hard for me to care about anything else. 
that's good. If you care, if it hurts, that means you care. Um, and that's that's sports. I, I don't recommend that you become a sports fan or that you continue being a sports fan because uh, there's a lot more of that. I think Bob Sturm said that. You know, there's a lot more losing. But and maybe it's your 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 choice here, right? When the wins come, they're very sweet. You know, I I was a kid. I think it was like 26 years at the time. The Spurs. 26 years when I was a kid felt like forever. I was like, man, that was like decades. You know, like it just seems so much bigger now. 26 years. I'm like, oh, I remember 26 years ago. So then I feel old. Um, but at the time, I was like, they hadn't gone to the playoffs, won a championship. I was sports crying, you know, as a as a as a kid, and I saw the Spurs win five championships. It's crazy. I'm sure Dallas Mavericks fans care uh, about that, that. That well, they still do. They always talk about the 2011 uh, championship by Dirk. It, it it's amazing. The the Ma- the what are they called? The Stars when they won in 1999. I think similar things. When the wins come, they feel super sweet. You do a sports cry at the bowl game because there's a lot of losing by North Texas. Um, it's good. It feels good. And it maybe makes all that losing, all those terrible times uh, go away for a second. I don't recommend being a sports fan. When the wins come, they're amazing. It's like nothing else. But when they lose, it is a punch in the gut or maybe in the chest. <laughs> and, you know, times just get dark. Yeah. I mean, I was a kid. I'd walk around like after the Cowboys lose. They'd be very sad on Mondays at school. I was like, just think about how Craig went through an interception. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, back back to the yeah. I forgot, I forgot you're not a Cowboys fan. I guess wait, you're <laughs> you're watching Jim Harbaugh from the Colts throw interception. I don't even know what you're doing. Um, a little bit before my time of watching <laughs> NFL. <laughs> I just remember he played for them. Uh, I yeah. cu- I couldn't think of anybody else. Was it? It was. It was after Harbaugh was it Peyton Manning right away? Is that what happened? Um, I think there was one quarterback right before Peyton Manning, but I cannot remember. Yeah, uh, it's not a Colts podcast. All right, so that's one. Number two, and uh, wait, is that you? Are you in number one category? Number one, they this game hurt so bad. I don't care about the season anymore. Uh. No, I think I think this game's hurt so bad that it's ruining the rest of the season. <laughs> uh, all right, so the category two, right? It's like big picture, and I think I fall in this category. And I looked like I watched with great in- intensity and detail the other games, and so I know how bad they played against UNLV, how bad they played uh, against SMU. Uh, the run game was bad. The, the short yardage stuff was bad. Um, I saw the, them play at Memphis. I was there. I saw only throwing interceptions. Um, but I, what we've seen is an improvement all across the board, right? The run game has been better. Um, the pass game, much better, much more explosive. Uh, on, Ani has been better. The play calling, much more creative. And uh, it like not just like, well, should I call run or pass? It's uh, the kinds of runs we're doing, the play designs that we're running, all very good, right? I, I, we've seen improvement, and that's it. That's what we are they doing that? Yes, they are, and that's been great to see. I can fully support that. Um, and then this is a good team. It's a big moment, and you want to see them compete. You want to see them be prepared. You want to see them have a plan, and then when the other team adjusts to that plan, you want to see them adjust the plan and be ready for the next thing. I saw that, and so I, I was cheering that on. 
And so there was overall a lot of good for this game that I think will carry on into the next game and the next game and the next game. And so I'm excited about that more than I am sad about this loss. Uh, you know, I said, that, that, that's it for me. I, I mean, that's not to say that I'm not, it didn't, it didn't hurt. I wasn't sports sad about it. But it's like when I'm like, oh, that sucks. But you know what? You have another game. Next week is another opportunity to do the same thing. And it's probably as good of an opponent. Western Kentucky is very good. I think the, their defense is solid. They were doing a lot of things that we, we did to UTSA, and they did them very well. Um, they beat UAB on Friday. They can run the ball. They can throw the ball like crazy. If you thought there was a, this is a dangerous pass team, they have a dangerous uh, pass game. Lots to be worried about Western Kentucky. You can't let UTSA beat you twice, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's true, and, and I think Western Kentucky is a better team even though they've lost to UTSA. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the, you were talking about those adjustments. Like, uh, we only rushed for those 22 yards, but that's because... We you UTSA oversold against the uh, the run and we saw that and said okay well we don't need to shoot ourselves in the foot they learned from previous mistakes of trying to run into the line <laughs> multiple times you know four times in a row and and not getting a single yard so Ani got three hundred and twenty five yards and three touchdowns yeah also less than fifty percent <laughs> passing and one interception yeah uh, which <laughs> that's that's a big thing I think we're gonna talk about in a minute. Um, but yeah, the he was wheeling and dealing. Oh, he was wheeling, and <laughs> a guy like Roderick Burns, six catches, 139 yards. So, so we were taking taking what we what was being given to us, and we were using guys like Gums and Roberts uh, in order to and, and Burns, who's an inside receiver, to uh, beat you at UTSA, and, and we were doing it in spurts, and so we were uh, able to make those adjustments. Able to get big chunk yardage with those with those guys, um, but accuracy was an issue, right? Uh, we we had shorter open early on, <laughs> overthrown, or he was throwing into double coverage, and I said interceptions incoming, and and lo and behold, there it was. Um, so not not great decision making. I don't know what he was seeing or, any, or anything like that. Um, oh, I had another point after this. Um, <laughs> Well, I'll let you think about that for a second but as I to respond to your uh, thoughts there. I agree, right? So that in case you're wondering, like, well, I mean, if, I don't understand. Tell me, wh- how could they run? Like uh, you were saying, Adam, that they're walking their safeties up and they're going to throw it's going to be one-on-one coverage. You only have 11 guys on the field, right? North Texas likes to run from heavy personnel. We get the one running back. We get two tight ends. But we say our tight ends are versatile enough, and they are. You saw that where we can get them out in space, right? Like, so we can play action, do a little play pass, fake like we're going to run it, do a little tight end screen, or throw it over the top to them, and they can catch and run. And they'll be just as dangerous as if we had, you know, a six-foot, 185 wide receiver. But we get the benefit of having this big blocking dude out here, right? 6'4", 250. Um, you know, and so we have, we have the best of both worlds. We're very versatile. That's what North Texas does, right? Now, the danger in that is that everybody's kind of bunched towards the line. And so what you're saying is that we need to be crisp in our execution in a tight space. And that's harder to do than you think, right? Because there's lots of people, lots of legs, lots of stuff can happen. 
Uh, but when it works, it works great, right? That's how you get that tight end throwback pass. It's because you can have the tight end on it. They respect it enough that they're going to overcommit to it, and the tight end can, can leak out and you get a touchdown. That's how you can get tight end wheel routes like Gums, you know, doing a little quick out because we've showed on film that we, we like to do that. So they were over aggressive and saying, oh, I know this play. I'm going to stop it. He turns up the field. He's wide ass open. <laughs> uh, and not only wide open, yeah. but wide ass open. And, and Ani will deliver it on occasion, well, you know, right on the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there'll be times when, you know, there was a, there was a, a screen pass that he just threw into the ground. <laughs> and I don't know if he was throwing it away. Mm-hmm. He didn't like what he saw and there was nothing else to do. I think uh, it was just a bad pass. <laughs> it was just a bad pass, yeah. And a lot of it sailed, and, and a lot of it is technique. You know, it's not that he's a bad quarterback. It's just he's not setting his feet. He's not thinking it through. It's like, you know, when I play golf, the, <laughs> the, there's a lot of thoughts going through your head when when you're, you know, on the backswing. You, you got to shift your weight. You, you got to start with your weight a certain way before you even swing it. You got to think of turning your hips. You got to think of keeping your wrist straight. And then as you're coming down to hit the ball on your downswing, you, you got to bring down your arms. You got to turn your hips towards the target. Then you got to swing. Then you got to turn your hands to, to kind of guide the ball the right way. So there's a lot of thoughts going on. And sometimes when you're tired, when you feel rushed or anything like that, you just forget a lot of those things and you'll shank it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of what happens. He's not setting his feet. He's like he just did. The, that flick thing again <laughs> a few times and uh, put, putting in, putting UNT in a bad situation. So, so what I'm trying to say is, is there was a couple of factors that lost us this game. Uh, one of them being Ani being an inaccurate passer. We, we don't have to discuss that, but, but, but we know we're, we're about a quarterback away to being an even better team. The defense hasn't been, has been improving. The play calling has been improving on offense. Yeah, so just to, I want to know about the a couple of things you said, right? One, the defense improving, right? We thought before the season, right? Well, the big question was, can the defense be as good as it was last year where they were harassing a lot of dudes without the Murphy Twins? We said it seemed like it was a lot of talent leaving, and the talent coming in was like D2 talent, right? A lot of people were like, yes, uh, these guys are not as good. But full credit to them, right? It took them a second to get to there. But Mason Richards, been great. Like he was harassing dudes. He yeah, was, yeah, he was, he was on the quarterback. He was on a lot of dudes. He's been great. So, um, I think that's been answered, right? I think uh, even somebody like we're getting D two town. I don't know. If that's a great strategy long term. Uh, you know, just on average saying, well, these guys are gonna be. But I think if you can find a way, because a lot of teams, you know, they would draw from JUCO ranks. I think that's a viable path, and I'm fine with it as long as they keep hitting on this, right? And so. Our responsibility as a fan is to just judge them accurately and say, you know what? Um, I was critical. It was it was, gave me gave me some question marks above my head. Bleep bleep bleep. Are they are you getting some D two guys over there? I don't know that's and then they come in and then uh, they're good. They oh, and I say D two. It's like FCS and stuff. Yeah, it's not D two. It's still D one, but it's FCS. Uh, yeah. it's kind of a red flag to me. You know, they're not able to win. It tells me that they're not able to win the recruiting battles at the FBS level. Yeah. And there is talent to be had at at the F- uh, FCS level. You got you know guys like Jalen Guyton, where you pick him up from uh, that JUCO Trinity. Like uh, Guyton, well, yeah, but he was at Notre Dame, then he went to Trinity. Yeah, so I mean that's right, a little right, bit, right. yeah, but yeah, it's a little bit different. But we were able to identify a guy who was who was good, 
uh, and also not just good good on paper, but also produced at the uh, FCS level, or uh, the JUCO level there. Uh, we're doing our homework, right? We're looking for guys. I feel like we're not re- winning the recruiting battle, so we're, we're falling uh, to the backup of, of FCS. Because they're productive guys out there. Yeah, I, mean, can, I don't think it's a bad strategy. I, I think it's a, it has risks, and I think right. we just have to be wary of those risks. But and that's the red flag. I mean, like, you know, you can you can win uh, or not win, but but pick up those guys like Mason Richards. Uh, it was Traub also uh, a FCS guy. Uh, no, I, th- I think a lot of people were upset by uh, by his performance. Tom Double T number five. Mm-hmm. I think he's been he was pretty solid. He's been improving, and so I I mean, it's risky. I, I just want to say that they haven't been the the whole defense has been better. Right, they're hitting a stride. Because I think we we had a question like, can you compete with the top of the conference? Right, that's a question that we always have, and I think that we should we should judge Seth Latrell and his uh, his paid staff about like, are, are they good enough? Have they assembled a team, and are they going to prepare a team? Like, have a, a season long strategy, and then a game to game, week to week game strategy uh, of competing with the top of the conference. Or if you're already at the top of the conference, then making sure you're top of the conference. So. Who are those teams? We've said this before. Preseason, UTSA, UAB, Western Kentucky. And then second tier is Louisiana Tech, FAU, maybe us. Um, we already beat Louisiana Tech, FAU. Uh, FAU's a little worse. Louisiana Tech's a little bit more wild, you know. Uh, but they're still talented. UTSA, top of the conference. They're not as good as last year. Man, whatever you want to say about them, but they're still there. You saw that they have talent. They're well coached. They do their job. Um UAB, we have them coming up in the season. They're a little bit down compared to what we thought they were going to be, but I think Western Kentucky is up. So it doesn't it doesn't matter. This this three game stretch, uh, there's the FIU in the middle, and I think that it has its own challenges. But um, it, like FIU, I've been saying, let me correct, let me issue a correction on the podcast. Um, you know, I previously said, uh, do I have a? I don't have the thing here. Uh, I previously said, oh, let me do this. Record the record play. Um, the FAU was terrible. Now they're just only bad because they beat Charlotte. You know? So, Charlotte is FIU, breaking news. Beep, 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 beep. Charlotte is now the worst team in the conference. It was FIU, it's now Charlotte. So, we're, we're not going to play the worst team, we're going to play the second worst team. Um, the defense is good enough to compete with UTSA on the day. That's it. They held them. Uh, they averaged 36 a game. We held them to 31, right? Five points under their average. They moved the ball up and down the field. Fine. It doesn't matter. We F, uh, Louisiana Tech had 500 yards, 424 yards passing, but we executed a game plan, right? They got big yards. They didn't score touchdowns. Yeah, UTSA in the first quarter had three or four drives, and in, in in we got, what, an interception, and they got yeah. zero points. Yeah. they had Their first six drives, they had three points, a missed field goal, an interception. We turned them over on downs. Uh, and they punt it. That's great stuff. That's great. They scored touchdowns later because they're a good team and they reacted to us. But it's not like they just walked down the field. We made them work for it. They had to go for it. They were they were it was effortful football on their part. That's winning in the category of winning. It always breaks down to like, are you doing enough to win? That's step one. Okay. Now, are are you are you be doing a great job and then giving yourself like a superior opportunity? Right. It, you can always improve. And then at that level, you're like NFL level. Like it's one thing to call a, a game like you drop a, a play, 
then you think about four levels deep. You know, you set up tendencies later on, and then uh, you break those tendencies. Like all kinds of stuff that you can get deep into it. But that's that's not the level that we're at. We're we're asking is, hey, uh, you think maybe we could win? That'd be great if we could win. You know, if we could get close to win, can we do that? Yeah, and and a guy like Phil Bennett, we've I think both of us have have liked them, liked him, and and how he's fiery on the on the field on game yeah. days. He's yelling yeah. at the refs, the kind of the kind of guy you want. Uh, I really hope he stays when when Latrell is gone, because <laughs> I, I like him. Yeah. I've said it before. In Phil Bennett, we trust. Uh, you know, we, we've seen what he did at Baylor. Uh, a guy, uh, a guy, a, a team that was high volume in, on offense and then terrible defense, yeah. and then he came in and over a three year stretch improved the the defense enough to allow Baylor to overcome those those big <laughs> games, those big high scoring games. And that's what we're asking him to do here. The same same, same kind of thing. High volume offense. Let's fix the defense, and he's doing great. We we've noticed it from from season one that he is making some improvements. We we feel more th- those those errors that we were making with guys like Chris Kosh, uh, and then Ugh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll so uh, so I I, I want to highlight this a little bit before we talk about category number three, right? Why, right? It's this is the thing that fascinates me, and I think it's applicable if you want to say, uh, yeah, what, am I getting any good out of watching sports? Can that apply to me in my real life? I think yes, yes. Uh, you think about you and your job and your your team, your little group, your manager, and it's you. And even if you're a manager, there's a manager above you, whatever like that, unless, you, you know, you don't have that kind of stuff, whatever. But you're seeing a visible uh, organization, right? You see the way managers, right, the coaches, talk to their players. Players talk to their team, the way they talk about it. You can see the the way that um like a, an organization people leading people is moving forward this is why like coaches like all those military books not because they're really going to war or battle or something like that but the military is one aspect of society where there's a clear um value in p- clear communication like here i am we need to communicate this idea to people from lots of different backgrounds and get them all on the same page for one goal because it's super important right because military um, so you're like, you know, I can take those, those learnings and apply them here so we can execute our, you know, our man match cover four scheme, you know, um, it, it sort of works that way. Yeah, and for sure. uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> what can I take from the foxhole and, uh, you know, capturing a hill? Well, uh, apply that to executing the tight zone. Uh, but I mean, that's essentially what it is, right? Uh, it's people leading people. And like, so you can draw it up. A lot of people are good. Like you see this, my my workplace people are good at drawing up an idea. They're less good at communicating that idea, right? And there's some people that are great at communicating ideas, but they don't have any ideas of their own, right? They need somebody to have a good idea. So they'll just they'll be great at telling you a game plan, but not really good at coming up with a good game plan. And so you need all that. You have to recognize who you are in yourself. Go well, and not just not just uh, communicating the game plan, but helping them identify certain situations and say, when this guy's doing this thing, this is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. All, all that stuff. Like, it's amazing that, yeah, I think it's great. Like, Cause you, you talk about like, what are the things about inside zone? You hear a lot of little phrases and stuff like eyes down, hands down, or, you know, I was a man down block, a block, uh, yeah, block down, man down or something like that. Basically like when a, when a guard pulls, you need to follow him. Right. And, why? Because it's probably a, a pull back in your direction. You want to blow it up this way. 
there's a lot of football knowledge to to put into the heads of like a 21 year old guy who's going crazy. You know, he's you know he's in college and stuff like that. You know, look at me, focus. UTSA is going to call this play. You know, so you have to, how do you get all that stuff? And so that's why I'm, I'm uh, empathetic, sensitive, thinking about. I think about that when you're like, oh come on, how can we allow a drive that way? There's a lot of information to process, and so the idea is that our staff has to communicate to our team, our defensive team, one unified plan, right, for executing in that situation. And I thought, given those those parameters, that our defense was in a good spot to defend the final play. It was just execution. Now, could it be better? Yeah, but it doesn't start now. It starts in the offseason. When Phil Bennett's going to a coaching conference, he's going to talk to somebody or whatever, they're going to say, you know what? How do you comp- uh, communicate complicated ideas to these guys? More complicated than what we had. Now, I don't know what Phil Bennett actually says. It probably is a little bit more complicated than go line up in our base defense and this is the kind of coverage we want. Maybe there are other keys. Maybe it's very complicated and I just don't know. But my point is if you, fan, want it to be better, you have to consider all the things that happen to it, the way that he teaches all of it. Where do you emphasize it? How important is that when we're talking about it, right? There's only so many things you can put emphasis on. And I think you have to adjust that for your talent, uh, for the opponent, and something you just overall believe in, right? Like, if I, I, you know, whatever. All those are part of it, and I think you have to figure that out. So I think it's it's interesting to me to figure out how these guys do that. Uh, yeah, and, and, you know, in that final drive, I think it was not just more about execution, or not just about execution, but also we were outmatched on that drive. You know, yeah. against that big, who can defend that big tight end when he's going a million miles an hour? Uh, who can def- can Tejada really hope you know, defend a guy that's twice his size? Yeah, um, and it's all situational. Yeah, it's so like in that thing, right? So like you're you're thinking about all the possibilities. You say we can get a bigger corner out there, but can they're gonna are they gonna run the same offense against that big uh, your small corner? Not necessarily. They might say, look, they got a new corner. He doesn't know anything. Let's run something that he probably hasn't seen, right? Yeah, and that's why you see <laughs> Tahana being targeted early on in the season because he was the the new corner, and he's he's obviously shown that that he's good. He he can start. You can see why they played. We criticized him. We're like, man, he's getting tired. He's getting beat out there. But uh, he baited Frank Harrison to that interception. One, he has. Yeah, he's yeah, so that's quick. Something else that, that yeah. I wanted to talk about. He had a bunch of pass breakups. He's so quick. Sometimes he's baiting guys into it. Like he, um, so. You call this measure when you run cover two, the corner is sort of takes the flat, and you, there's some different nuances about how they teach it. But essentially, they guard the short route, and then the safety covers over the top, right? So you have two safeties, you know, split wide. Um, so they were rolling to that side, the near side, and so that means Tejada has a short route. Now, typically, the way you do this, the quarterback will run; he'll look deep to short, but he also knows that you know, saying this is where it's an advanced stuff, where the defense is looking at his eyes. So he'll look away from where he actually wants to throw so that he can throw there, right? Yeah. So Frank Harris is trying to bait him. And then Frank Tejada, I mean, uh, Frank Tejada. Um, uh, Rich Tejada. <laughs> uh, he's trying to bait him back, right? There's a complicated game going on there. So Frank Harris is rolling out. Tejada goes to his spot, and then he bails out. Because he knows, he's like, he's reading me, so I'm going to run up. And then I'm going to turn around and go back this way. You think I'm going to guard this guy? Once you look him off, you're throwing. I'm there. You know, hello. 
Yeah, and, and just just to explain it to everybody. It's the that was that first drive. Um, the outside receiver for for UCSA runs a runs a comeback route. I don't know, eight to ten yards. Um, and then the inside receiver runs a corner route over the top of that comeback route. And um, as you were explaining, the, the the corner can either take the 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 comeback route or stick with the corner route. And um, and it comes down to individual play, right? Where Tejada was. Uh, you know, baiting Harris, he he could feel the the defender, his teammate covering the corner route. He kind of let off on the on the comeback route, and then Harris lets it go. And I feel like Harris was a little late on that too. Yeah. And then he Dehada goes for it. And while we have good scheme, uh, better scheme uh, with with uh, Phil Bennett, we also have individual playmakers making a difference with Dehada, uh Davis. Um, Richards, uh, anybody else that I, that I'm missing? Larry Nixon. Yeah, I saw I saw a lot of good from a lot of dudes. Considering anything, like if our plan is like, you know what, we need Katie Davis to sprint out, sprint Frank Harris. It's not really going to be the thing, but but Katie Davis is everywhere he needed to be. I thought a lot of good dudes were where they were supposed to be. Then one time, 45, I forget who that is. He got caught inside on a run, but overall, I, I thought North Texas was saying. We're going to devote more resources to defending the pass, given like coverage here, and then keep the run game in front of us, especially late when they're like UTSA was saying, okay, we know how they're defending us, right? They're, they're selling out to stop the run on early downs and then playing eight dudes in coverage on the uh, on passing downs. So they would pass on, on, on rushing downs and they would run on throwing downs. Uh, so they, you know, they found a way to counteract some of that stuff. Uh, but overall, good. I, I thought there was a lot of good there. And um, I think, I don't know if I mentioned it, last category of this thing, the details. The quarterback play, so bad that it, it ruins my enjoyment. Um, Austin Ani did miss dudes, right? He missed wide open Jair Shorter, Jair Shorter, uh, on the, after the interception. We had the next play, I think it was a run into the line, next play, throw over the top, wide open. Missed him. Uh, the next one, hit him on a little slant route. Uh I think I think Shorter dropped it. That's that's just as bad, right? Um, and then a little bit later, I think he actually hit Shorter on the back shoulder, and then Shorter dropped it. But you know, whatever. Um, and then there was like three tight end passes. One was like he's like throwing into double coverage that I don't like, so I don't really want like to blame uh, Roberts, Roberts. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's the other thing too, right? Is like, hey, Roberts, if you want to take it to the next level, you need to be making catches like uh, Cardenas, right? <laughs> Um, but I mean, whatever. As I'm saying, the, the, can you is it reasonable to expect him to play like that? Not necessarily. But if North Texas goes out and recruits a guy that can do that, then Jake Roberts like, oh man, I you know I thought I did a lot of good. How are you gonna bench me? You said I, I played well. He's like, yeah, you're doing B plus stuff, but we got an A plus game changer over here now. So that guy's gonna get the start because that's the case, right? Asanani play well enough to win. Like uh, you said, 55 percent passing, 325 yards, a couple scores. Forty nine percent, I think. Yeah. Full credit to him for delivering touchdown drives every time North Texas went down four. Except for the final one. Obviously that was the end of the game. He never touched the ball again. Um those things are big. That's what to me, that's what I'm saying. Is that a passing grade? Yes, that is a passing grade. When it comes down to it, when it's winning time, can you play can you play the right way? Because you could say the same thing about Frank Harris, right? Like, yeah, you know, he didn't play well in some spots through an interception. But when it was winning time, he let his team down the field. 
that's what matters. That's when the pressure is greatest. You know, you're talking about uh, golfing. I think that's a good uh, analogy. It's a lot of things people do, right? It's very easy to go hit free throws by yourself, right? It's very difficult to hit a free throw when you have 20,000 people looking at you and your coaches are watching. And, like, it just feels different. Your body reacts different, differently. Um, you know, doing it. I, the first time I got on a call uh, when I was a junior developer, yeah, I was doing coding. And then they're like, hey, Adam, uh, can you share your screen and log into the server and make this change? And as I did that, it was a production call. There was, like, 40 people on there. And I started getting a little nervous. I was like, oh, man, what the? Like, it's no, nothing different than I'd ever done before. But it was sudden. I was new to the team, you know. Uh, it was, you know, I was new as a developer. And all of a sudden, I was like, you know what? I'm not as confident in some of these commands I was about to run as I thought I was, you know, especially with everybody watch. And you see just a little typo, and you're like, oh, crap. And then you hear some people, no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's uh, you know, they're trying to correct. All that stuff can get to you. But, I mean, now, now I've coded with like lots of people watching me now ain't that big a deal anymore but that's the thing right that matters it does change it you're talking about ani i think a lot of that has become i don't know being a baseball player for a long time um you know not getting a whole lot of reps throwing a ball i don't know uh i think billy was kind of trolling everybody on the gumming green board but he's like if you give the backups some time surprise surprise yeah yeah <laughs> if you give the backups yeah i, I took the bait again i'm only human uh, i walked by the candy we bought candy for Halloween. I walked by it and I grabbed myself a, a candy bar. You know, I'm only human, man. I can't, <laughs> I can't, can't be expected to be superhuman. Uh, so my point in all this is that I think those are the things you got to think about. How do you coach that up? How do you help them prepare for that? Those are those are fascinating questions to me because I think they apply in real life, right? You get a guy. I'm saying a lot of people that listen to this have hired and fired people, recruited people, and you think you've got everything, and then when it when it comes down to it, you're like, oh. Guy's not good. This yeah, person's not good. I made a bad hire. I don't know what I did. <laughs> what did, I did? And, and there's a there's a point inside of that another point of the coaching staff save a couple drives, put the offense in a in a position to succeed. And yeah. several times Ani wasn't wasn't able to deliver, like literally wasn't able to deliver yeah. past yeah. the right spot. And so kudos to the to the to the coaching staff for calling out the right plays and putting the the offense in a position to beat that UTSA UTSA defense, you know, exploiting the underneath routes. That's why Gums and Burns were getting so many passes. That's why Roberts was getting so many opportunities. You know, I know he dropped a couple of passes, but he was um put in the right place by the by the offense to to execute for for North Texas. But Ani was just not able to do it. Um UNT if if we had, and I hate to say it, like capable quarterback because, you know, he gets that volume of yards, you know, 325 yards against UTSA. Yeah. But 49% completion percentage. If we had a, a, a more capable quarterback that can deliver the pass um, consistently, the game would have been over uh, a long time before that last drive or, or the drive where, where we were supposed to seal it. And, and we were talking on the super secret slack. All they got to do, if the run doesn't work, on the, and you saw it on the on the on the first uh, handoff to, I guess Attaway it was, yeah, on the, on the first down, got two yards. Okay, let's do some high percentage plays, that that um, he doesn't have to pass to somebody on the run. Basically, what does he do? Pass to somebody on the run that's <laughs> that's covered, 
uh, and he's not given uh, an outlet where he can just get a few yards. He was going for the kill, going for the first down while on second down. We needed to kill the clock a little bit. <laughs> we, d- we didn't do that. So it's we're still working towards what's the proper play calling. And, and then we've got we, – then you've well, got drives. Say, like, I mean – I would say, yeah, it's play calling uh, sometimes. But I think I've seen improvement in that one. Like, I don't know, like, some of it is, like, when we say play calling, it's, like, giving your quarterback options and, like, you know, you're going to reduce the, the the you know, it's like putting your money in a mutual fund, right? You're not going to get rich, but you're not going to get poor. That's the idea, right? You know what I mean? So it's like if you give them a lot of options, like, you know what, you can trade whatever you want to trade. You want to buy a lot of Tesla, you can buy a lot of Tesla if you want. Um, the problem is that, well, you know, I lost all my money. I put it all on this one. It's a little tech stock I thought was going to blow up, and it didn't. Uh, I was Bitcoining, and now I'm poor. Can I borrow a $500 million, please? Um, you know, whatever. Like, th- that's that's the thing, is if you give the quarterbacks more freedom, they also are free to fail. I think uh, it's it's not only, I think you're right, said, are we putting our guys in situations to succeed? Yes. Yes, we were. Schemed up. A touchdown pass, basically. Shorter's like, I'm open, wide open. Just put the ball on him. It's a walk-in score, right? That's tough. Um, and then later, like you said, like getting too focused, eyes only on this guy because I'm. I, I don't know if they're predetermining Roberts going to be open or maybe UTSA baited him into it. I don't know. But uh, the thing is that you can't you can't make a decision that is high risk at that moment because. Of the situation, we're up three. Exactly, it's six minutes left. Let's pull the ball down, walk into the line if you have to, right? Just run, fall down. If you fell, just say, you know what? I'm just gonna fall down right here. Bloop, just keel over. That would have been a better decision. Uh, it's not an incomplete pass. Um, you know, we're not risking. Keep the clock moving. Yeah, you're you're not gonna risk an interception on their side of the field. Yeah. So that so that's the tale of two drives. That that one, which um. I don't know if if uh, Latrell or or Blush 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 yeah was trying to be clever and say oh they're going to expect us to run it again let's let's get that pass and and you know it's our it's one of our favorite plays is is we run that that tight end cross and they'll never see this coming <laughs> uh, but they were being too cute and so it, it blew up in their face U- UTSA gets the ball back comes back and scores. Uh, let's not forget the terrible punt coverage, but uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of blacked out. Yeah, um, and and then we come back and and score, and and that's the difference between two drives where where again we do what we needed to do. Uh, Gums gets open, clever play calling. He delivers the pass. Gums goes for forty yards, fifty yards. Um, yeah, almost down all the way down the field. On the next drive, on the super secret slack, I said same thing: high percentage plays, or um, uh, RPO for on yeah. and uh, first down uh, Attaway goes for what three or four yards yeah P- positive yardage better than I'd seen all game long and then um, the next play one yard I'm like okay okay we need we need to do something you spread the field out because they're going to attack the inside UTSA is going to attack the inside of the line and that's exactly what they did they didn't do RPO they did a run option at that point where he flicks it over to uh, Isaiah Johnson. Johnson. He runs in for, for a touchdown. And so it's that kind of the difference is is your the awareness by the coaches saying, okay, they're gonna keep attacking the inside, they keep leveraging against the the you know the inside gaps. And so let's go outside. 
and it worked perfectly. And that's my frustration with with the team. A couple of frustrations. One being the quarterback play, the the, the most obvious one. And then the second is we we will call great plays, uh, like that last final touchdown drive for North Texas. And then we get too cute, too clever, <laughs> with the direct snaps or, or something like that. Well, I mean, it's hard for me to. to uh, I think what I don't like to do is criticize just the outcome of it. Is like, are we calling? You know, any trick play comes with some risk, but are we like managing that risk? Is it? Are we doing it in advantageous positions, or are we, if, if we're gonna call it? Like you have to kind of pull out the stops and. When you know, I think Bob Davey said it well, right? He's like, I think you got to throw it here because he's looking at every UTSA selling out to stop the run. And he's like, you got to throw it here because you know that's what's open, right? UTSA is basically saying we're not going to let you run. Um, so the question becomes, can we do it even though they say that? And the thing is, like, probably, but I think your odds go down. It's sort of fifty-fifty. You want to put on fifty-fifty? So he's like, you throw it, but then you're going to say we're a running team. Do if we don't get it, are you gonna say we threw it? We're a running team and we threw it. Really? That's what, you know. It's like that Seattle yeah, and, situation and against the Patriots. Exactly, and and that we are the improvement here is that we did not try to stick to our identity. Well, I'm saying um, I, I was gonna say we did because we did run it, but I think that's the part is yeah. that like that to me that's being it's still sticking with our identity. We ended up with the ball in Isaiah Johnson's hands, our running back. We trusted him to make a play, and he did. The thing is that we got it to him a little differently than just saying, we're going to turn around and hand it off to you. Exactly. We didn't run up the middle like we, we would have <laughs> yeah. done week yeah. two, week three of yeah. the season, which we exactly yeah. is yeah. Which, what we did with Attaway. Run it yeah. up the middle, no gain, no gain, fumble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, so I think, as I'm saying, is I think for you're like, it all seems the same to me. It's a little different, right, that I think we, we would have lined up and we would have just hyped everybody up, we probably could have got another yard against them just running up the middle. Like, you could see the line was getting pushed. I just want to take the time. Like, we have about seven minutes left. I do not think that the run game was bad. But you're like, 22 yards? That was terrible. No, it wasn't. It was not bad. Bad running is getting uh, yards, you know, guys running uh, backwards. <laughs> like, the line allowing penetration, them tackling us in the backfield, them blowing it up before it even starts, running back slipping and falling, taking bad cuts, making bad reads, um, or trying to bounce it outside when there's room inside, trying to cut back when there was room outside, uh, pulling linemen that don't pull fast enough. Though That's bad running, right? We did not run bad. Like I, I think a bad running team would have had negative yardage. We are a very good running team, and we had positive yardage, right? 22 yards. The the thing is, like you look at everybody's longest runs, it was like five yards. There were not, there was very few times that I saw more than five yards available to run. And you're like, well, isn't that the line's job? Yeah, there are five dudes up there, and they blocked six, seven, and eight dudes enough so that we can get there. And like, well, their their safeties weren't coming up, none of that. No, they weren't. They weren't coming up pre-snap, but they were coming up post-snap. Right? The balls snapped. Everybody's rushing to the ball. Once they know it's a run play, they are flying towards the football. Now, that's good defense by them. Uh, I said, they're probably going to play that way, like their scheme. We have to be ready for something. There's a lot of ways to defend the run, right? You can do it by, like, formation. You can bring a bunch of guys up. That's easy to see. Like, they have more guys here. Let's throw it. That's real easy to read. Um, but that um, 
during the snap, I snap the ball, I'm starting my run action, and them all flying up to it, you have to have a coordinator looking at it and say, you know what, they are they're overreacting to our run actions, so let's do something different. And I thought North Texas did a great job saying, okay, fake the run, throw this, right? Tight end screen, fake this, fine, whatever. Um, and it's, I don't think we did that well enough. There's another way to do it, right? There's another way to get them out of their, their looks. And UTSA did this to us. That's spreading it out. One, they're more of a threat throwing the ball, right? We, they, we're more scared of their quarterback than they are scared of our quarterback, uh, which is why and you can see who's more scary, right? Their run game was was more powerful. He got, they ran for like uh, almost 200 yards. They're running back on 100 yards rushing. Is he that good of a running back? No. But he's good enough to get 100 yards if we're focusing on the pass. Austin Ani threw for 325 yards. Is he that good of a quarterback? No. He did that because they didn't want us to run, right? That's, that's how football works. It can be weird like that. So you pass so that way you can set up the run. You run so you can set up the pass. Um, you make them care about the other thing. They did a great job of flying towards a run game, but I think our run game did a great job of sticking to it. They kept blocking. Nobody said, you know, I'm only getting five yards on this one. I'm not going to run where I'm supposed to run. I'm going to bounce it outside. Nobody did that, right? We did a great job running the ball, sticking with it, sticking with the game plan. We didn't execute as well on the in the passing game, but we did well enough to win. I agree. Austin Ani's not uh, – I don't know if he's going to go into the North Texas Hall of Fame. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know if he's going to win a championship here. But uh, I do – I mean, a, he's the kid we got. He's the, he's, he's, he's our guy. 40 yeah, – I mean, <laughs> it, this offense gets volume yardage, volume – just volume everything on, on yeah. offense. And yeah. I'm surprised that a quarterback, a good quarterback, doesn't see that the last three years with being an Ani or just Ani. And says, "Oh, I could do that, and also <laughs> have sixty-five percent completion percentage. Um, that would be the difference maker. And it, it, I, 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 it's not that hard to recruit. Well, I say this <laughs> on, on paper: <laughs> it shouldn't be that hard to recruit to say, hey, look at how much volume you could produce.' Yeah, on this team. And I'm, I'm shrugging my shoulders for for anybody out there. <laughs> yeah, he did. I mean, that's it. I'm not. I'm not in the. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, is the the other question is like, man, I was looking at Jason Bean, you know, in the highlights, and he threw a touchdown pass. But you look at the stats; they're not a whole lot different than what he was here. And I like Jason Bean. I thought he brought a run dimension to us. But I think that where he struggled, and he did this against UTSA last time we played there, um, is that he couldn't throw for nothing. And UTSA said, "We're going to dare him to throw," and he couldn't throw. Just missed guys badly. Um, you know, I, I think it's it's back to what we're saying. Like in the moment, can you execute? Can you do what you're doing in practice in the moment right now? I don't know. Speak like basketball. Tyler Perry, that's the guy that lives for the moment. He it's clutch time. He doesn't care. He will let uh he will get his jumper off and then he'll probably make it. Um those are just things that, that so if you find a guy that's that's a gamer that uh is unafraid by the, the brightness of the lights and the big moments. You hold on to them, right? Because they are—they're different. They're not—you can't just go grab one off the streets. Uh, you can get a lot of people that that look great in a in a workout or look great in a blowout. But you know, I'd like to see those dudes that were playing against. Here's the thing I like about Bailey Zappi that he was showing talent against Texas Tech when he was at Houston Baptist, right? 
Like he's running around flinging it when they were losing, and there was a lot of talent. The windows were always kind of smaller than what he saw in practice because whatever. He goes to Western Kentucky, sets a bunch of records. And then he goes to the NFL, and he's like, yeah, I mean, I've always been sort of playing against the grain here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it, I think that if I'm frustrated by anything is that we didn't say, hey, Bailey, come to North Texas. You can throw for 17,000 yards over here. Yeah, you know, you can do that here. But he's like, well, and and I think the above board story is they hired the coordinator, and then the coordinator brought the quarterback, and then the quarterback, and then the receiver. Everybody made it. Everybody's made a decision independently with no interaction. I think it was a little bit more dirtier than that, and but dirty in a good way, meaning like it was a little bit. Man, what do you think we go over here? I don't know, man. But whatever. Um, I think North Texas made a decision, and they said we like this sort of veer and shoot offense, what we've seen, where it's like, uh, I don't know, Seth Michelle said this, you know, they kind of made a decision last year when they, they did a lot of run games. He told us, you and I, in person, to our faces, to our collective face, uh, that he wanted to throw the ball deeper, right? And I think there was a source of disagreement between him and Graham Harrell. Graham Harrell's more of an air raid type dude, Sonny Cumbie type dude, um, where they a lot of air raid spread it out, you know, modern air raid, even spread to run, a lot of tempo, even some motion, some tight end stuff. But Seth Luttrell's like, I want to run the ball. I want, you know, they got they're in a lot of pistol sets. He wanted more running. He wanted more QB running. Uh, he believes in the run game. So I think Seth was already leaning that way, and he likes running the ball a ton, throwing the ball deep. And that's that veer and shoot offense. That, that fits it perfectly. You can throw for a lot of yards. I mean, it's... Uh, RG3 won a Heisman Trophy playing in that offense, right? The Bryles system. You can do it. It can be done. I don't hate it. I just think it takes a different kind of quarterback than an air raid quarterback. Um, and, you know, I don't know that our guys are as good as finding a quarterback. Maybe? I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. In, in seven seasons, I, I repeat this all the time, Latrell has probably brought in, what, a dozen quarterbacks, maybe more? Mm-hmm. In those seven years, or mm-hmm. whatever, and we've only been able to find one, and that was by luck. Yeah, like, look, the coach had to call him up and say, "Take this guy," you know. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, everybody's looking for a quarterback. It's it's competitive business. But if you don't want to compete, don't get in this business, right? If you don't want to take the million dollar paycheck, don't be in this business because uh, you know the million dollar paycheck comes with expectations. And caveats, right? It means you got to go talk to Brett Vito every Tuesday. Well, and, and <laughs> it you know, it, it just makes me think they're not doing their homework, or maybe it's hubris. I don't know. You go, you go out and get a guy like Jace Reuter, who doesn't have a lot of playing time at, at North Carolina, and then you go and get the guy from Arizona, um, Garrett. What's Grant Gunnell. Gunnell. Grant Gunnell. Yeah, I was gonna say I, for, I saw him. And I forgot. Totally forgot about him. I was like thinking, I was like, we got another dude. We brought in Jay Sweeter. We brought in another guy. I can't remember his name because he hadn't played. Well, he has played, but it was not very good when he played. Yeah, similar, similar stories as, as uh, uh, Jay Sweeter. I believe he got hurt, missed a year, medical redshirt, this and that. Yeah. Giving him opportunity here. Um, uh, I will give him the benefit of the doubt and say that it's just a difference of opinion. Like, I mean, I think you know, you're saying it's a hubris. Is it? it could be that they just they think they're good. And they think that there's a lot of tools, and they think with the right coaching that they will provide, that these dudes will turn into ace players. And I mean, the the only opportunity, right? We repay them, 
to make these kind of decisions and these evaluations. And so when they do it, all we can judge them on is like, here's the goal we want, right? This is this is what we want. We want a house. Can you build a house? Yeah, I can build a house. And I chose this wood over that wood. I don't care, man. Build a house, right? You choose the wood you want, right? Whatever. But then if, you know, the house, you're like, you know, the wood's bad. You're like, well, tell me, didn't you say you chose the wood, right? Didn't it get, yeah, it's bad, though. You're in charge of buying the wood, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Who would have seen this coming? <laughs> yeah, the the conversation would be a lot different if we had, if Frank Harris had chosen North Texas over UTSA. Maybe, maybe, yes, no, maybe. I think there's a lot of things there. I mean, yeah, if we had a talent like him here, yes. Uh, I mean, the situation is, at least they tell it. They're like, ah, they wanted Frank Harris to play safety. Maybe. I don't know if that's true or not. I know that's what they say now. I don't know. Um, I think, you know, we moved the pioneer quarterback to tight end, so maybe maybe we were planning to do that. To do that. But also, Frank Harris got hurt twice. Like He's been... He had to do a lot of, like, you you know, I think you said UTSA would be where North Texas was uh, a couple, for a couple seasons if they didn't have Frank Harris. Yeah, that's always the case. If you can't get a quarterback, then you're done. Um, the previous guy, Frank, uh, Frank Wilson, he didn't have Frank Harris because he got injured. And so then he struggled. He was like, can you play quarterback? Can you play quarterback? And it was a quarterback rotation. They didn't do good, and they lost a bunch of games. Um, we had a quarterback. We had Mason Fine. We, you know, and then we didn't. And then we're like, um, not good, guys. <laughs> you know, that's the name of the game. Find a quarterback. And so, you know, if you, to me, it's simple in that way. That if we're like, look, it's great that we got a defensive end, or that we're looking and we're trying to replace another running back, but we absolutely need a quarterback. You know. Yeah, yeah, and we don't. That way, we're not talking about moral victories. You know, we, we can say all these accolades, give them um, all these compliments about improving the, the offense and the creativity, which they have done. Mm-hmm. They've done all those things that, that we asked them to do at the beginning of the season. But they don't have the quarterback to fully execute all of those those changes. And that's the big driver holding everybody back. Is Sure, they did all these things. Yeah. But we're still lo- losing because... So, yeah, I will say this, right? We I'll, we have like five more minutes. We went over a little bit, but that's fine. Um, I'll say it this way. What does that mean? What do we do with that information? Like, you're, you, you, Aldo just said, ah, quarterback situation, it's iffy right now. Okay, so what, right? There's still four games to play. I don't think that Gunnell's going <laughs> to – come here, Gunnell. I know it's a short week. Come out here. You're going to be the starting quarterback. It's not going to happen. Um, and if it did happen, it would be because of injuries. And that, again, it would be more like dealing with the present and not necessarily what you plan for. Same thing with Ruder or whatever. Like, Austin on is the starting quarterback. He's going to be the starting quarterback. And I don't think he's going to improve so much that he will just, you know, it's going to just be a complete 180. And that's fine. I don't, uh, you know, it is what it is now, and that's okay. He's a starting quarterback. You can win with him, which is number one. Like, can we win with this guy? Yes. Does everybody believe they can win with them? Maybe. You know, <laughs> you need everybody to think that they, they can. Um, coaches, the offensive coaches need to give him an opportunity to do what he does well. And I think he, he runs the RPO stuff well. He can throw a deep ball well. We need more of that every time. Um, you know, he did in moments. It was like a third and 15. Step back, straight drop back pass. He found, um, was it Burns? Yeah, Burns on the sideline for 15 yards. That 
is beautiful. That is something that he's not good at, but he executed great stuff. But there was a couple of times where you're like, you know what? That was an NFL throw. He has an NFL arm. Uh, you know, he can deal it sometimes. You know, and, and so give him full credit for that. We can win with this dude. In winning time, North Texas down four. Gut check. I said gut check twi- time twice, right, on offense. Two minutes, 30 seconds. We need to drive down the field and score. They went down the field and score. <laughs> scored, right? That's it. That's what we need. Can you score against what the league has, uh, the league's best? Yes, they did in the Alamo Dome, one of the toughest places to play when it's rocking because it's just so loud, echoey, like I said. Um, uh, and you get people flipping you the bird, you know what I mean? Telling you. It, it's rowdy. It's like, because I was, again, on the field when UAB's running off the field, they were just yelling at those kids, like, oh, I was like, God dang. Um, so it's it's like that, right? And then and then they get on Twitter like they were mean. They said to shut up. I can't believe they were so mean to me. Uh, here's the other thing. Apparently there's a scuffle in the Alamo Dome locker room. Whatever, I don't care. Like when guys are playing and competing the way we ask them to compete, right? You go out there, you fly around, you hit that dude, you just shoot it. It takes everything you have, and you'll be upset about it. And you bump into a dude, you're gonna be whatever. There's a lot of you know, whatever. Who cares? This is not. To expect anything different, like nothing, nothing crazy happened. People just bumped in, pushed each other, whatever. You just asked them to knock each other silly for 60 minutes and go over there. And you know what? Calm down. Take a deep breath. You know? Whatever. Um, can they win? They went to the toughest place to play in the league, right, when they're good, against the team's defending champs, a good defense, a good coaching staff, desperate to win, and they gave them everything they, they could handle, right? The offense left the field winning, right? It's like a pitcher say, well, I was up 3-2 when I came off the field. You know, that that's what you do. Can we make a banner? <laughs> but my, my point is, right, like, if that was a championship game, then we lost the championship game. It doesn't really matter. It wasn't the championship game, though. It was a big game, a rivalry game, very important. You can care about it. You can feel sad that we lost. I'm not telling you not to feel that way. But next week, we didn't talk about them at all. Western Kentucky is a very good team. You think that they're a better team than UTSA, and I don't. I don't think that is all the way. Like, I don't think it's not a whole lot of holes in there. Austin Reed, he won a championship at D two level, and that's why I had D two in my mind. Uh, he's very good. He can deal. He can throw darts. Um, their offense is explosive. It can move the ball. UAB did a good job running against them. They got a little lead. Western Kentucky came back. It's going to be in Bowling Green. It's going to be cold. It's going to be cold, well, colder. It's going to be a week from now. Um, they're a tough team. And if by some miracle you get past that one, that's a, that's a must-win game if you want to compete for the title. Then you go home and you play FIU. It's a very similar situation uh, to what U2SA was in. Is You play a big game, then you got to go take on a team that's bad and not really playing for a whole lot at home. In you know, like, Can you get up? Can you bring that same level of energy? You want to be SEC type things? This is as close as we can get to it in Conference USA. UTSA on the road, Western Kentucky on the road, home against FIU, UAB on the road. A very good UAB UAB team that's, that's you know, handed it to you a couple times, last t- two times they played you. Um, they still don't like you. You remember when UAB was getting very angry and they wanted to hurt Mason Fine, all that stuff like that. There's, you know, the, in the University of Alabama system, you can have six years to play, I think. That's why they had, like, you know, seventh-year seniors or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, my point is the season ain't over. And even if we won against UTSA, the season wouldn't be over. 
you can't celebrate like we won a title because the game ain't over. If you want to criticize the team for celebrating like the team, well, uh, it was it was not a first down, or you know, the team thought it was a first down. Or, uh, sorry, the team thought they stopped them from getting a first down, and they're celebrating. Like I don't like that. You gotta have situational awareness. That's fine. You can have that. Wait, I feel like to be logically consistent, you got to say the same thing about the rest of the season. You know, you can't celebrate, over celebrate the UTSA game or or, or uh, over you know uh, mourn the UTSA game because there's a lot of season left. Game ain't over. Season ain't over. Four games left. Very important. Well, one, two, three, five games left, right? Western, Western, West. It's Western. It's what? Oh, Rice. I forgot about Rice. Yeah, Rice. Five games. Five games. That's a lot of games. That's a lot of football. Rice has beat us at Rice. You know, they're coming to North Texas. Rice is good all of a sudden. They beat, uh, who they beat? They beat somebody. They beat Louisiana Tech. They Uh, they came all over. Oh, Louisiana Tech, yeah. Yeah, and they lost by three to FAU. They're very good. Season ain't over, guys. It's going to be a lot of Austin Ani. There's going to be a lot of him throwing the ball around. (laughs) There's going to be a lot of run game. The game ain't over. It ain't a five-game season, you know? Like, Feel sad about it. Cool, right? You know, you know, kick kick a can or something like that. Get a paper mache dog, uh, papier mache, and then kick it. You know, don't kick a real dog. Um, okay. Yell in your I pillow. Think, I think what makes me sad is obviously the loss, but um, I saw a lot of opportunities for us to to put the game away or score, be productive on offense. And going back to the quarterback play again, I know we're beating a dead horse, but you're beating a dead horse. I'm over here. <laughs> I left the barn. I left the stable. <laughs> well, I'm I'm saying like moving forward. <laughs> yeah. The 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 coaching staff can put us in a position to win whenever or with whoever. Maybe. On yeah. Our personnel. That, that hasn't uh, always been the case, but yeah, in this game they did, and I, that's that's the thing. I want them to keep doing that. There's opportunity to 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 improve. I I, I get that. And there are also opportunities to demonstrate that improvement. You know, five games left. Against good teams. You play the way you play this game against Western, I think you can win that game too. And that would be, folks, gather around. Gather around the Victrola. I know you listen to the Victrola. That would be as impressive. You know? Western's yeah, a good team. If we, we beat Western Kentucky, that is a good indication that we are competitive enough in Conference USA to, to play against UTSA again. If... UTSA is able to win out. UTSA has a lot of struggles, a lot of holes, and we exploited all of those. And hopefully, it gives a blueprint blueprint to anybody else that they play. But I guess it just depends on who they're playing. If they're playing the crappy teams like we have been, yeah, then it's over. Yeah. As far as champions go, right? Like FAU, they were champ, and they were just so dominant. They were so much better than everybody else in this conference that it was ridiculous. And then when they went elsewhere, they played out of conference. They they never played up to their level. UAB when they're champions. Um, they're just they're good, but they they could only be like three percent better than the team they were playing, right? They'd win, you know, they beat Marshall. Marshall isn't that good, but UAB won, they pulled it out. They they won when they were supposed to. But they couldn't really take that non conference. UTSA, as far as champions go, they are good, but then they also just like are like wild good, right? Like the way they won against us in this game is the same way they won against UAB at home the week before they played us. And it was the same way they won, in a way, against Western Kentucky in the championship game, where they're just like, they're vulnerable. They're very vulnerable. And then they just come back, and then they just have some, like, uh, big drive. Um, that would be annoying if I was, like, a, a UTSA fan. Um, 
because you, you have to deal with those ups and downs. Like, you know, you're saying, why can't Frank Harris play like that all the time? Why are we not? Why? Why did we have to put ourselves in a position where we needed a miracle drive to win? Whatever, they, like you said, they're flaws. Um, so you, you look at, uh, you, at we hadn't mentioned it at all in this podcast. You win these five games, and they are very winnable, right? So you can say that. Uh, North Texas is still, like, it takes effort to be as good as North Texas was. You can't walk out there and be as good as they were, and that's sort of what we're saying. It takes effort to be at that level. But if you can play and practice and prepare like you did for this one the rest of the way, you can earn a second shot in the same place against the same team and do it again, right? It will be very much an FAU situation uh, where we went to FAU and then we got whooped and then we went to FAU and then we got whooped again. Let's not do that. But it would be, a, you know, we play them twice, opportunity, a chance for a little revenge. And, you know, uh, I think part of me says, I don't want to see that again. I don't want to go through that again. But then the other part of me says, that's what you compete for, right? That's, if you don't want that, then I don't know. Don't watch sports. Don't be a part of it. That's that's what it's about. I can't handle the pain. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It, it would suck. And I'll say, like, I'm going to try. Uh, if we if this team earns a conference championship berth, B-E-R-T-H, I will make that. Ren Baker called me up and it's like, all right, well, how much money you want to put towards whatever? And I'll be more willing to pay that than otherwise, uh, you know, like to to go and be a part of whatever. Maybe I'll try to sponsor something. Being Green Nation presents the urinal in the back part of the stadium at the conference championship game. Just, just print it out. Huh? Print it out on paper. Get some tape and just tape it above the urinal. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's the thing. Like, did it suck? Yes. But it didn't suck that hard. Like, it sucks to lose to UTSA, but... Um, I say we made them work. They they were they were real sad there for a second. Those fans are looking up, you know, like, and that's good. That's it. They they beat us, but they didn't, you know, they didn't. They didn't. Uh, I don't know. I'm just not that. They're crazy. they're vulnerable. They're vulnerable for sure. Yeah. Uh, and I think I think it gave us and the rest of the league something to think about. Um, yeah. I think we feel in a better position moving forward. Like I'm yeah. not as doom and gloom as I was in the first six games, or at least the first four games. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think. We're good enough to stable enough to win out the rest yeah. of the season. So a longer term criticism, right? It's like, what is it? I, I'll put it this way. Sometimes, right, you know, I work in a position and a job where we have deadlines often, right? And um, sometimes our team can get real, real uh, close to the deadline. We'll pull out some superhuman effort and get it done. And it's okay. All right, okay. Then the next time, do it again. And I'm like, you know what, look, guys, we have to get better at delivering this stuff earlier because I don't know that delivering on deadline with superhuman effort on the day before is sustainable long-term, right? It's not really something we want. Um, and so that's an area where I, we're trying to improve. I'm trying to improve um, that kind of stuff. That's real life. Um, same thing here, right? I don't want to root for North Texas, a North Texas team that sucks for five games. <laughs> and then it's like, hey, we improved, right? Like last year, terrible. And then the five-game win streak in conference. I don't know. That's that's the really, you know, we need to change some things. I don't know what things we need to change, but we need to be better earlier. Cause well, I know what things we need to change. 
Starts with a Q, ends with a B, okay? <laughs> Starts with an S, ends with an L. Uh, you know, so, I mean, whatever. That's what I'm saying. All those things are fine. You you know, like uh, we were talking about, you fire, you fire a coach, make a coaching change. Then we wouldn't be in this position right now. And I think that's a disservice to some of these, these players, right? Like to Mason Richards, uh, to uh, Rich Tejada. All these dudes right there that are balling out right now, right? Like we can give these kids... And uh, I don't say that kids. We can give these young men uh, every effort that we can, right? And that means us supporting the coach. It means the coach supporting them. One hundred percent effort for this season, right? That's I think the minimum that you can that you can ask. Let's give it all here, right? So I'm I mean, MeanGreenNation.com. We'll be here. You can expect us to watch and care about all these games, and I will. Um, everybody else that doesn't have to, I encourage you. Don't give your seats away. Go to the game, right? Go to the game. You know, you don't have to buy, you know, the, if Ren Baker comes around taking a collection as they're getting beat by 40, you don't have to give them any money. It's fine. You know, <laughs> you can be like, you know, I'm going to decline at this moment uh, to give you any more money. <laughs> uh, that's fine. But enjoy the, enjoy the game. You can enjoy the football here. But the thing is, you know, the coach is giving them support, right, to the players. We're giving support to the players. But how much, how far is that getting them? 500? <laughs> I mean, it, that's what I'm saying. It's, that's a decision to be made December 1, right? If they're like, you know what? North Texas is not going to make. Because of that epic fail against Rice at home, uh, where, you know, Ani threw for 325 and, and uh, seven interceptions, all pick sixes, and somehow, you know, gave them two-point conversions. I don't know how he did that. That was the first time for football. Um, you know, North Texas is not going to be in the conference championship game then I think you, you can make a change there because that gives everybody the maximum amount of time to succeed for the next season, right? Like, everything is like, how do we how do we position this program for the future? That that's I don't like sacrificing a, a now season. I'm not a big fan of tanking. I think it's harder to be good, uh, to be good and still improve for the future, but I think that's a challenge worth making because I don't want to waste any time. I don't, I, if there's anything the pandemic, you know, put in my brain... As a, you don't have a whole lot of time, and I don't like wasting any of it. I don't like punting on any seasons, any games, any moments, you know, because uh, you don't have, you don't know that. That could be it. That'd be all the ones you ever had, and you, you just went in there and, and treated it wastefully. So I'm not a big fan of that. But I feel like we wasted the past three to four seasons. Maybe. I don't know. I, I think I think that you're allowed to fail. It's okay to fail, right? That's fine. Uh, but... What you need to do is identify failure quickly and identify like unimprovable kind of failure. You know, like I'm not going to jump 12 feet. Right. You need to say, you know, we don't need to see you come out here and attempt to jump in the air 12 feet. Right. Because we know it's not going to happen. You know, like you have demonstrated an inability to do that. You're not going to do it. Right. But at a certain point, you have to say, all right, five attempts is enough to tell us. You need to know whatever that is. So is it seven seasons? Is it eight seasons? Is it a subsection of that? Is it four seasons? Like, well, pandemic was there, so that takes out two seasons. I don't know. And, I mean, I think the thing is that you can you can ask your local ad- administrator, right? Hey, Neil Smastrisk. Hey, uh, Ren Baker. I'm using a phone hand uh, right now. I don't do you do that? You do a hand phone this way. Um, <laughs> flat, slap, yeah. your <laughs> slap your face. I'm doing a phone. Um you know, I'd like I, I I would donate some money towards the the cause if we you know went this way or that way. 
That's how donors work, right? That's how you get become a big money donor. I guess you have to make money first. Uh, but I think you get my point. Is that like the to me those are the that's the way to make those change. You can kind of throw a tantrum in the middle, and you can say I'm tired of this. Like, am I tired of seeing terrible football early in the season? Yes, I am very tired of it. We said that on the thing, and I laid out the reasons why. Right, we're running into line. We're not creative now. The football team, like Seth Ochoa was talking about the um, adversity. Uh, we heard a lot of stuff when we lose. I'm like, yeah, dude, you're losing. Yeah, when you're losing and it's terrible football, you're getting blown out, allowing 600 yards rushing to UNLV. Nobody's gonna be happy with that. Yeah, you know, people were talking. Yes, that was bad. It was unfun. It's, it's entertainment, man. That was not entertaining watching you get, you know, guys run. Yeah, look at this team that hasn't run for 300 yards all season, running for 300 yards against us in this game. That's not fun. First quarter. <laughs> yeah. So. You know, yeah. Uh, am I tired of seeing that? Yes. But they answered that with basically like, look, here's good effort. Here's quality play calling. We had struggles at the goal line. We scored We scored on, on the one. It's effective. When we needed to score, we won. When your heart was pumping, you're like, oh, we need to score a touchdown here. We scored. When we needed to stop, we got a stop except at the last play when we didn't. We got an almost stop, and then they beat us, right? And so that's, to me, that's our responsibility as a fan to just understand the nature of the game. Right. Sometimes you, you know, sometimes you get you're unlucky. They can make play, football plays, too. Their guy, he goes the sprint work and he does weightlifting. They do it, too. Right. They have facilities. They have coaches. They have players. They all work out. They all prepare the same kind of way. And I think playing good teams is good for us. Like. If, playing against an empty stadium against FIU, I don't know how many memories anybody's going to have of that, but everybody on this team on the North Texas team, I mean, that played in this game is going to have super strong feelings about it, right? And they're going to carry that forward. And then whatever way, when you say you come back and they're going to talk about it. And they're like, yeah, I remember we went to UTSA, we played, we lost a heartbreaking game, and then we turned it around and won a conference championship, and that was great. Or we won in a five-game win streak, whatever. That's how you build a program. You know, it's okay to lose. It's okay to lose as long as you gave everything that you could to it, right? Um then you're just making memories and building programs and building leaders or whatever like that. It's all right. I don't care they lost. I mean, I care they lost. But <laughs> I don't care that they lost because you're going to lose some of them, right? Even Nick Saban, they lost. They lost on a field goal to, to Tennessee, right? It, stuff happens like that. It's a process. <laughs> about the process. <laughs> a lot of things there that, that you said. <laughs> and um, it is a podcast. I, res- I, I respect your opinions and all <laughs> But, but I think I'll put down the gasoline in the in the match. <laughs> we, we've seen enough that we know yeah. that that he can't get us over the hump. You know, yeah. he can improve the play calling as much as he can. He can improve, you know, hire a guy like Phil Bennett to improve the defense as much as he can. But there is enough that is missing that he yeah. can't get us over the hump to win a bowl game, to win a game like this, to put the team in a position to succeed more often than not. I I mean, I agree with you. I I think what you're saying is, uh, you know, like, he's been the head coach for seven seasons, right? He's complaining about the wood. Well, you you know, you bought the wood. You bought the groceries, right? You got Austin on it. You got Jace Ruder. You got Grant Gunnell. If you're saying we don't have a quarterback, you you did all that, right? You had a hand in hiring and firing everybody that helped create the roster that we have here, good and bad, right? So you got to own it. And I don't think that's a bad criticism. Um, if, like, say he wins a conference championship this time, I think 
obviously that criticism will go go away, right? You can't be like, oh, you can't win a title, and then you win the title. I mean, you know, it, it's obviously disproven. But I think you can say, like, it's good that they're competing with the league's best. It's not done. They're not done. I think they, they have, you have to win against Western Kentucky. I think you had to split against one of those two, a Western, a U, UTSA, the top two teams in the league. And I, I previously said that was UAB. Now I think it's Western Kentucky. Um, and I also think by record that's the case. Western is 3-1. and one. Um, This is just as big of a game, right? Two 3-0 and o teams, now two 3-1 and one teams. We're on the road. We've got to win now. It's, it's bigger, I feel. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, because there's you have no, you know, there's like a, it's like a playoff series. Like that was like a game six. This is game seven now. You had a chance. Now you got to win or else you're eliminated. And I think you're eliminated from contention if you lose this one. And so, it's in front of them. I think you got to acknowledge that fact. They have a chance to overcome it. But I agree with you in saying that if decisions were made differently along the way, this team would be like it wouldn't be such a big game. Like in terms of like, I think we need to play 10%, 15% better than, than we have been playing to, to win it. It's like, you know, if we play the way we know how they can play, we're going to win. We have the best quarterback in the league, we're definitely going to win. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that's that's sort of the situation, and I, I don't disagree with you there. But if he wins the title, man, you know, he's going to be flashing that ring in your face, and you can't do nothing about it. <laughs> You're going to have to be happy for North Texas. He's going to have to grumble. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some people were talking about uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, Who said put, that? <laughs> Aldo Vino's over there on that podcast talking mess, but, you know, we play well in all three phases. And uh, Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Mean Green Nation podcast, and I said I was going to end it 28 minutes ago, so I'm going to end it right now. Go Mean Green. Uh, there'll be a written form of the preview of the podcast, West Kentucky podcast, but I don't think we're going to do a hour-long, hour-and-a-half-long <laughs> episode on Western. We have things to say. Yeah, I mean, we probably could, We, but, you know, I don't think we're going to do that. Uh, go Mean Green. Go Mean Green.